What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX Cast. This is the Cloud Gaming Podcast. As you can see, the panel is a little bit different today. Uh, we're missing some people, but hopefully they're going to be back. If you guys didn't know, I don't know if I update you guys, but there's going to be a switch with uh, panel members. Um, you guys wearing the wear mark from Mark Waz VLG has some stuff going on. So we're going to switch Mark with Gamer TV. That change is going to happen next podcast. So be prepared for that. Um, and we have Duncan who can't make it today has family over. So he's going to be busy uh, with that as well. But again, this is the panel we have. We're going to get right into it here in a bit. Um, let's just talk about some of the things that we're going to be covering. So Google Stadia every Tuesday, as you guys know, they hold their Tuesday updates, right? So we got two games coming to the platform. We're going to talk about that. Also, Resident Evil uh, 8 was, they held a little press conference and we found out that the demo was coming to Google Stadium May 1st. And then the game, we found out the resolution. So we'll talk about that too. Uh, good stuff for Google Stadia. Amazon Luna got one game. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And we just heard some major news about game devel development for uh, Amazon Game Studios. And so we'll kind of talk about that game and what's going on with that as well. We have some news with Shadow. Uh, just a quick update with the bankruptcy issue. So we'll talk about that too. xCloud, if you guys have been following, got some touch controls for more games. And we got... One game that was released for the platform, so we'll talk about that as well. GeForce Now, 15 games coming out to the platform this week. We'll talk about that, see what the panel has to say about those games. But yeah, good stuff, a lot to talk about this week. Even though it was a slow week, there's still some cloud gaming news to talk about. So I just want to take a sec to introduce the panel here. Um, we've got some awesome people. We got two guests today, Vet and Brian. Uh, thank you guys for being a part of today's episode. Sure. So let's and check in with the panel. Yeah, see what you guys have been doing, see what you've been playing. Uh, so to get started, Jerry, how have you been, sir? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using to play those games on? I'm doing good. Um, so I haven't got the game a lot, but uh, I have continued SpongeBob on Stadia just because I like to jump into that every now and then. Um, and uh, Outriders, of course. I mean, I'm just still trying to get through. I'm not anywhere near where everybody else I know is at. I think I'm only like level 18, and I'm still making my way through, but I just don't get enough time uh, to jump on. And that's been uh, also because I'm doing two accounts. So I'm doing my Xbox Series X and a little bit of xCloud for Outriders and uh, GeForce Now. Uh, messing around with it over there, it seems to. Uh, performance is getting better yeah. uh, the longer the game's out over there, so. So why do you have two accounts? Why are you grinding two accounts? See, we, we, we need cross-progression really soon for Outriders <laughs> because I own it everywhere that you can own it, and right. I just need it. And so sometimes I want to jump on my Shield TV Pro, and game and um, xCloud does not work well there, uh, especially at the 720p. So I'll jump on GeForce Now and play. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm maining my Xbox Series X, so that's where I'm really putting in the time. But every now and then I jump over on GeForce Now to see how it's doing or play it on my TV, mess around with it there. Cool. Cool. Good to have you on, Jerry. Appreciate that. Let's check in with Vet, man. How are you, sir? How is doing, it uh, being a guest good. here today? Uh, 
<laughs> it's awesome. Good. I've been wanting. I've been waiting. <laughs> I know we've been we've been back and forth trying to get yeah. me on here. So yeah. it's kind of it was. And I know you all you you had a spot once before, and I was I don't know I had must have had something going on. I was like, all right, I'm doing no. it this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just to give a uh, a shout out, man, this was a hail mary pass, and he caught the ball last minute and said <laughs> yes to it. So again, appreciate having you on here. But just tell the members what game have you been playing, what platform have you been using, um, and also how have you been doing this well um most of what i've been playing is i've been alternating between stadia um and a lot of what i end up doing on stadia even though i have a massive catalog of games is red dead redemption um although i have been diving more into um ghost recon wildlands i've been enjoying that way more than i i forgot how much i actually liked that game but and then i've been doing some some ps now um as well um just diving in through the catalog of games there because there's tons of stuff that I just don't haven't played in years or even played. Um, and then I did try, I did a show yesterday, I believe it was for GeForce Now because um, I was playing some Postal 4. I actually bought it on Steam and had it installed and then I saw they that it was out there and I actually, I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, That's cool. So. Postal 4, that game sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> From what I remember. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of blood and violence, and they're they're. I think <laughs> I had, my three year old was in the background, so they're oh, no. cheering. Oh, cheering me on! So it, <laughs> if you catch the stream or you didn't get a chance to, and you rewatch it, it's it's you'll hear my son, you may hear my son in the background telling me things to do that some people may frown on. <laughs> it's, it's never good when your three-year-old's telling you to pee on somebody <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious by the way just what the uh i was talking to that earlier he did a stream this morning with uh ray ghost recon um breakpoint uh wildlands on was it wildlands or breakpoint yeah wildlands yeah wildlands. wildlands okay yeah, one of the funniest stream, man. If you guys haven't checked out that stream, go go check it out, man. You'll laugh so hard, but good stuff. But it's good to have you on, man. It's good yep, to have good you. Good to be here. Sure. Let's check in with uh, Brian, sir. How are you? Again, another guest. Thank you for being on here. Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So just tell the uh, members what game you've been playing, what platform, and also just how you're doing. Today. yeah this has been a, a busy week um i finally started death stranding on playstation Ooh. so uh I, I had a project i was working on that i needed to beat that game and uh i haven't beaten it but that's a fun game yeah um tested out playstation now a little bit with some of the old playstation 3 uh games and stuff like that right. and then um haven't played anything on stadia this week um but i have been and I had to double check. I could talk about this, but I have been able to be part of the Pi Packer beta, which is a new uh, cloud gaming platform coming out. Um, yeah. And their their beta is going on this weekend, and we're gonna have a video kind of talking about everything that's going on with it. But that's a really uh, fun kind of different cloud gaming platform, I guess, in a way, because they allow you to, um, number one, stream games to your friends. So, like, if you wanted to play uh, Worms World Party, uh, I could start streaming it from my computer and then send you guys a link and you could come in and, and play multiplayer. So, um, really cool concept and, and different kind of pull on it. And then they've got a Kickstarter starting next week that allows you to take retro cartridges and 
if I understand this correctly, I apologize if I'm wrong, but um, <laughs> you basically take your retro cartridges, plug it in there, and then you can stream those online and you can play multiplayer with your friends. Um, oh, so awesome. really kind of awesome. cool, different iteration of cloud gaming. Um, and, you know, I'm really interested to kind of see where, where, where they take that side of the platform. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to check that out when you get that video up. Sounds like good stuff. Cool, cool. How about you, Holtz? What have you been up to, sir? What have you been playing? And also what platform? So I'm near the ends of Dragon Quest. I'm just grinding to that this week. So I'm about, what, three quarters through? A little bit more, maybe? Coming to the conclusion. So it's been fun, and I'm going to dive into something. I've been staying away from gaming because I've been seeing all, like, the bug fixes and then other bugs happening in Outriders. So I'm like, we'll give a few more weeks, and I'll dive back in there. But another game that I wanted to play was Oddworld Soulstorm. I clicked download on my PlayStation 5, turned it off, went back, and then it just said, no space available. And I was like, oh. oh and I, I didn't want nothing to, I don't want to delete nothing off my hard drive. So I went, oh, well, I'll just have to finish yeah. some games before I actually play this. Right, so right. I've restricted okay. myself this week. Okay. How many hours did you put in Dragon Quest? I've got about 47. I'm not yeah, really okay. going into like side quests. It goes, you know, as RPGs do. But mm. I'm looking about 55 hours, which is average. Okay, wow. And you playing that in Stadia, right? From what yeah, I remember? Yeah, Stadia. I was originally cool. playing it on um, X, um, xCloud, but then I thought it might rotate out, but I'll yep. at the end. So yep. I did push through it. That's awesome. Cool, cool. Good to have you, Holt, for sure. Ben, sir, how are you? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using? Um, well, let's see. I, I jumped back into Ghost Recon Breakpoint after about a month or two away. Ooh. Did that for, for a couple hours this week. Um, I played a little bit NHL 21 on Series X. Okay. Did a little bit of that new uh, Rain on Your Parade uh, xCloud game. I heard about it. Is it any good? It's it's so much fun. It's kind of really? cheesy and cute, but it's a lot of fun. I, I played it for longer than I'd like to admit, kind of like I did with SpongeBob last week. <laughs> um, and then I did Outriders, of course. Nice, nice. Cool, cool, Ben. It's always good to have you. And here, and you said you might have to dip a little early, right? Yeah, okay. Forty-five yeah. minutes, an hour, probably. Cool, cool. Good to have you, for sure. Chief, sir, how are you? What have you been playing? What platform? Your mic is muted. Still muted. <laughs> Let me know when you get it up. All right, cool, cool. All right, I'm going to keep yapping until you get it fixed. But uh, so I've been playing Stadia lately. It was funny. Like I was uh, texting the guys in Discord. It's just something when you're a content creator, you get so overwhelmed with, you know, creating content and doing stuff for the channel that you actually just miss out on gaming you know so yesterday for the first time i actually played outriders and i was like holy crap i've been missing out on this game playing it on stadia and it was running pretty well and having a lot of fun with that and then went back to playing nba 2k and that was a lot of fun too but man i just i put it you know check note to remind myself i got a game right that's why we create content but sometimes we just get so lost into it but yeah, good stuff overall uh, for me, for sure. Chief, is your mic working yet? You tell me. <laughs> okay, there we go. 
So what <laughs> that happens, man. What what do you think that is? It seems to happen quite when we go live together. There's always something, isn't it, when it's yeah. SD, but uh, I was fiddling with USB earlier, so it's probably confused uh, StreamYard because it switched my mic input on me. But uh, yeah, anyway, hey guys, it's been a while. Uh, this week, I've uh, been diving back into Mortal Shell for the uh, RTX update on GeForce Now. Yeah. Uh, still hate that game. <laughs> I, I, I'm no I'm no good at that game. I, I've repeated the same section about 10 times now and not managed to get past it so that's oh. definitely going in the bin i mean backlog for another long cold night somewhere um and i'm up to 50 hours on outriders now Dead. the full game i just completed the main game or the main story yesterday uh, so i'm starting on the expeditions and i'm up to challenge tier eight and it's now kicking my ass so i need to go back and uh start some grinding and work on my skill birds but i like my build i'm a skill pyromancer but uh i need some better gear now nice but, yeah thoroughly enjoying it i've been fortunate i've not had any of the bugs had some of the disconnects i had obviously the couldn't do cross play until the recent patch but since the last patch it's been absolutely flawless for me uh but i'm playing that on pc locally so i uh, had to use the rtx 3080 on that one nice man so envious of y'all putting in the hours in that game, man. How, how is uh, how is the story? You beat it, right? Was it? It's you know, Square Enix produced it, right? Is it up to the standard when it comes to? Story I really tell? liked it. I thought it was really well I've, done. I actually really liked the cutscenes. There's loads of people knocking the acting and all the rest of it, but it's like it's one of the best stories and cutscenes that I've seen Ooh. in a game for a long time. So I, I agree. Or you like? I really liked it. Wow. The story is wow. so good. So much fun. It's so crazy how the diverse uh, this is when it comes to the story. A lot of people saying it's cheesy, not up to par. And then you have the other side saying it's brilliant and so awesome. It's like, who do you believe in this situation? I guess you got to test me, it out for yourself, right? To me, it feels like a better telling of the Avatar movie, like the story behind that. It's like a better yeah. version of that, basically. Cool. I, that was one of my favorite first, movies, yeah. yeah. But there's so many different little side missions, right? That could mm. be, that could have just been done as you know, real quick text or whatever. But they've got their own little side missions. They've got their own little FMV sequences for each little side mission. So I thought that was quite a nice touch. Cool, cool. Yeah, again, just started back up, so I'm excited to experience. I think someone in the last podcast was saying it gets the story gets good after like ten hours in, right? So. I'm, Interest to see how that all plays out. But I'm but just, sure we'll come on to Outriders on Stadia later. Yeah. Do we? Um, are we? Okay. Are we? <laughs> Let's um, go. Right, we can cover it now if you want. Whoa, whoa, Save whoa. Wait. Um, I, I didn't put anything in my show notes with that. So um, maybe, okay, if you have something, just throw it in later. Let's say what's up to the chat. We have people on here. And again, thank you guys for joining us uh val valued uh thank you so, i don't know if i'm saying your name hello thank you for being here appreciate it makers of chaos thank you for being here hell monkey where are you sir uh but good to see you on here for sure in lead what's up how you doing your mama knows what's good man good to see you 
been nice seeing the chat. Ethium, what's up? Patrick, again, um, thank you for being a member and thank you for being on here. Jay Smith, what's up, man? Always love your feedback when it comes to some conversation topics. So it's good to see you on here as well. Nisha boy, good to see you. Ray, I was just giving you and have a <laughs> shout out with you stream earlier today, man. Absolutely incredible. If you guys haven't checked that out, good stuff. Gaming Shop TV or LBD. What's up, man? All right, yo, let's get into this podcast, guys. Um, again, some good stuff to talk about. So we'll start with Luna. Uh, one game came to the platform uh, this week. Haven't played it, but Jerry, I'm going to uh, come to you to this because I think you have called Call of the Sea, right? Uh, for Amazon Luna dropped this week. And um, any members got to pick this up? Have you guys experienced this? If so, I haven't played it personally, but I'm just going to open it up. If you've played it, how was it for you? How was the experience? Let's touch on that real quick. So I think, Jerry, you're probably the only one who's played this I'm game. probably yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And I really did it more because I wanted to have like one of those uh, videos where you're just kind of kind of gaming, hanging out, and trying to talk about cloud in general. So that's kind of what I did. I sat there and just spouted off about all kinds of different cloud stuff. But as far as the game, though, I mean, everybody knows it's that uh, it's a well-reviewed game. It does have a quite a following. And if Duncan was here, he would say Luna is good at curating what games they're getting and putting them on the Luna Plus channel. And then I would agree. Uh, so I'll just cover that since he's not here. And um, <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, so, but it's been fun. I've, I've only put about two hours on. I like that feature too, where when you log in, you always get yeah. to see what's, you know, if it's a new game that's or a feature, cool. they flash that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's cool that they do that now. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a good game. I'm a couple hours in. I, I, I do like, uh, it's kind of relaxing to kind of go around and solve the puzzles and, and work on the story. It's very story driven um, and puzzle driven, but yeah, they're good at getting um, popular, decent games onto that that channel. And for the for the five ninety nine, it is for early access right now. You really can't beat the games that they keep throwing on there. So it's not an old game. It came out uh, December twenty twenty, no. and Ryan yeah. Four was October twenty twenty. They keep yeah. you know the, these games aren't always all that old, and they and they tend to be fairly popular. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. This game was a Xbox at least console exclusive when December. it launched. In December, it launched on Xbox, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's coming to PlayStation in May or June. It's yep. not even on there yet, yeah. And it's already on cloud. It's been on cloud for a few weeks, the yeah. Game Pass cloud. So I'm yes, surprised they GTP now have done comparisons. Repeat, repeat, repeat over the two. <laughs> so is this like Sea of Thieves or is this like single player no. focused? It, it, it is more single player focused. It, it looks like Sea of Thieves when you look at it, but it's nothing, right. uh, nothing like that at all, really. Oh, okay. Wow. Didn't know anything about this. It's got a cool art style. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to be a game that's for everybody, but it's definitely a good one to throw on there. We just, we need Luna to expand. You know, we need more and more people getting in here and being able to try it and and get access to these games because that's that's what one of the next steps is going to be. More people being able to try this out. Yeah, when I seen the visuals, I thought, yeah, I'm going to try that game. It looked like something like the 1930s movies or postcards. And I thought, that looks lovely. That maybe I'll have some, I'll jump in it. But then when I heard puzzles, I was like, no, I haven't got time for this. Straight away, I thought to myself, this is going to be like lost. I'm going to find a polar bear. I'm going to find a code. I'm going to clue what's happening. Is, that is always my problem with, with puzzle games. I like Immortal Phoenix Rising. I love the, the 
it, the gameplay was great until you get to the puzzles, and that's when I stopped playing. I'm not a, I just, I just can't get myself into puzzle games. It's just never been my, my style of game. So this, I would probably not play this one just because of that. So are there a lot of puzzles? Actually, the, the first thing that says right here is puzzles. Puzzle. So yeah, it is. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's puzzle story, puzzle story, puzzle story okay. as you're going. And yeah, it I'll, is. I'll so far, like I haven't it. run into anything hard, but it is. <laughs> and they wow. make the shame of it is they make so many gorgeous games that are puzzle focused, and I'm not yeah. huge into it either. But like the art style will keep drawing me back in, but then a puzzle will frustrate me and I'll quit. I mean, that, <laughs> that's with almost all the puzzle games. But It's so funny when yeah, you open I, I love puzzle games. I, I loved Relicta and uh, Turing test. I thought those were like so yep. much fun. You mm. like this game. <laughs> so when you say puzzle, I guess like I always get confused because like technically the early Resident Evil games, like they had puzzle mechanics in it. So is it like sure. that type of puzzle mechanic or are we talking like the Immortals Phoenix Rising style this is, kind of puzzles? This is like you're getting hints of things along the way and you're finding things that tell you how to solve puzzles down the road. You're having to uh-huh. find sometimes codes or certain items to open doors. And things like that more. So is it like an escape room? When you first start off, it's not so much escape, but you have to uh, collect all the items and solve your first tiny, tiny puzzle before they let you out of the room. Yeah. And then you arrive on the island and you just kind of start figuring things out from there. You're really looking for your lost husband who was researching this disease that you have that you need a cure for. And he's, a, he's the poor sod setting up puzzles for you. So you yeah, he's the, he's the guy that made it really hard to find him. So. Just trying to get you medicine. Why are you making it so difficult? But it is gorgeous. And if you love puzzle games, you would absolutely love this game. But yeah, if puzzles are not your thing, it's not. You're not going to stay in it. Yeah. Yeah. How does it, it, uh, how does it run on Luna? It runs great. It's a clean stream. That, like a lot of the Luna Plus channel games, you know, there's not really any settings in there. It just runs how it runs. And uh, it's, it's, it's been nice. It looks good. I'm not gonna lie. Again, didn't know anything about yeah. this game, but yeah. Okay. It, it 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 the visuals in it. It makes me. I would I would try it, but I think the minute I hit a puzzle is when I would no longer <laughs> play. Someone it in the up. chat said. Someone in the chat said submerged, and I, see, I like submerged, and then I got to a puzzle. And trying to under, and then I got frustrated, and then I just it, it got put into a desk, and I never touched it again. <laughs> so that's I, I, yeah, oh. I think I'll, something to take from this panel is like we don't like puzzle games here. Right. Most yeah. of us, I would say, it's crazy. except me. <laughs> except Ben, I'll be one of them gamers where I'll be like, "Oh, this soundtrack's amazing! Can you hear the uh, birds? Can you hear the wind?" And when I'm doing a puzzle, I'm like, "Can everyone shut up? I'm trying to solve it." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But Ray, I'm, I'm glad you said this because that's actually what we're heading to next. We just got this news right before the podcast kicked off. But yeah, if you guys haven't heard by now, Amazon just scrapped Lord of the Rings. Um, they were working on this. Uh, this game was, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, supposed to be like a MMORPG online type of game. And the studio just canceled it. So we have this being a game that was canceled. We have Crucible being a game that was canceled, and we have um, New World, a game that's delayed all from Amazon's first-party studio. So let's talk about this real quick. How how do you guys feel about this? Any concerns for you guys with Amazon and the first-party studios, or do you think you know they're good, and eventually we'll start seeing fruits from uh, their hard work? Uh, so uh, let's start with Holtz. What's your take on this, man? 
Well, I wasn't really hyped for Loon at the moment because what games they had. And one game I was actually looking forward to play was the Lord of the Rings game. I was really looking forward to diving into the service with that game. And then when I heard before it was cancelled, I just lost total faith in it. I was like, if you wanted to push a huge crowd to the service, this was the game. Yeah, and he announced it what about a year ago, so it would have been sort of what a year, two years in development at least. So we would have seen it soon, especially when it comes to like Europe. And that was one game I would have spent hundreds of hundreds of hours running around. I might have even invested money if it was like I could buy certain armor sets and stuff like that because I'm a really big Lord of the Rings fan and MMO. So and I, losing this on this service just really makes me upset. Right. Right. Okay, because uh, they've got the money, they got the money, they had the tech, they had this, this, and I thought because they had the TV show, I thought to myself, I had confidence that this TV show and the game was going to run simultaneously, the right. story, the narrative, whatever, and stuff like that. And now I've heard this is being cancelled. It's like, oh, oh dear. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure some of you guys are going to cover it here, and I'll get to my take. But let's check in with Vet. What's your take on this news? Um, I don't, I don't. I was excited. I mean, just knowing about it because I like Lord of the Rings. I'm that's there are a few of those t- style of, from the movies that that bring out the nerdiness in me that I will dive into. You know, whether it's Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, you know, any of that stuff. But with I was disappointed when I popped it up. I didn't even read the article. I just saw that it was scrapped, and I was like, oh, because I know knowing myself, I would have I would have put some time into that, especially to try it out. And then if I got sucked into that world. Do I do I think it's the the end of Luna as we know it? Probably not. I don't think it's going to affect anything. I mean, we we heard this. This is almost like similar to what we saw with you know with with Stadia closing a studio down and and you know the world fell apart. I don't think I think Luna's going to rebound and whether they may this comes back, I don't know. Um, but it's not like this isn't the first time they've scrapped. Amazon itself has scrapped a game that they've been working on for countless years. <laughs> yeah. True. Okay. How about you, Ben? What's your take on this news? Um, I mean, it's sad. I, I haven't played like a Lord of the Rings game in forever, and it, I was kind of excited because it sounded like it was going to be really good, but, you know, we don't know what we missed out on. True. Can't, can't, can't mourn something that we've never yeah. saw what it was going to look like, yeah. so... <laughs> Did they, they never showed like a photo image or a trailer, right? I don't, I don't think so. Nothing. Okay. Good point with that. Okay. Brian, what's your take on this? Uh, I think the, the biggest takeaway that we can take from it is MMOs are hard, um, hard to develop. You know, if you look at the MMO market, um, off the top of my head, of course, you've got Old Republic, you've got World of Warcraft. And then in third place, I might throw like a DC universe or something like that. But you could also say <laughs> like... Fantasy 40. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's there's other ones out there, but yeah. none of them have really hit the scale of, you know, a World of Warcraft or anything like that. Um, and I think that that's a conversation that you have to look at from a studio perspective of sure. money. Um, and do we really want to commit to a game like this for the next... 15 16 years in development and i I think that we're also hitting a point in video games where it's going to become extremely fluid um i think that platforms aren't going to mean much in the future so the argument of exclusives or luna needs to have something to bring someone to the platform is going to kind of start to 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 kind of 
dwindle away. I think we saw um, Xbox appear or uh, PlayStation games appear on Xbox this week and so forth and kind of the other way. Um, I I don't see this as a big deal, kind of like what Ben said. I mean, we didn't get any trailers. We didn't get any photos or anything of the game. So it's hard to be upset. Um, but I don't I don't think that this is the the be all end all for for Luna. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jared, do we get to you in this? No, not yet. But the, yeah. I, I agree with what everybody's saying. Um, you know, if if Luna would have came out and said they're going to scrap all possibilities of exclusives in first party, I would have something else to say because they're not even off the ground yet, and that would be concerning. But just being a game, one that we never saw, um, I ha- I think it has nothing to do with this, the success of Luna. I think for a nerdy Lord of the Rings fan like myself <laughs> who has played all the games, it's really disappointing. Uh, yeah. I was really looking forward to something great, uh, but I was never happy it was an MMO to begin with. My favorite Lord of the Rings games have been uh, campaign and story-driven anyways, and I would have preferred that they did that. Maybe they will do something like that. Who knows, especially if the TV show continues. But um, yeah, I, I, it, it does suck, but I think in the larger picture, it's not going to mean much. Right. So this is, Chief, we're going to get to you in a bit, but I'm I'm seeing the pattern here with some of the games that this studio is creating. And most of them have to do it online. Most of them have to do it like a pay as a service, a sub- subscription model, like MMO type games, right? And my thing is, should that be the route, the approach that they should be taking, right? And again, we saw Microsoft kind of wanting to shift to that focus where they were like, you know, it's all about like online games. And then Sony hit them in the mouth with the PS4 and they first bought the exclusive. And then they changed their plans, started acquiring studios, bring in, you know, big titles to the Xbox ecosystem. So my thing here um, is should they change the approach to really focus and making like great quality first party studio games instead of all these multiplayer online games um and i i think those games might be quite challenging that's why they haven't had any success yet with it um but what's your take on that just gonna open that to the to the panel and see what y'all have to say about that if i could jump in first um if i was ceo or president of luna um i think that number one the first thing you got to realize is that the biggest tool in your arsenal is amazon.com um you know i don't think that first party exclusives necessarily are going to be required for them to succeed i think that having the option to go to amazon.com and you see um mlb the show let's just say that for example um and you have xbox copy playstation copy pc copy whatever you want on there and then right next to that it says play it now um, mm. So your option is Prime today, or you can play it right now, stream to your computer. I think that's the biggest tool that Amazon has. Um, and, and in my personal opinion, I think that that's kind of um, kind of what keeps me having faith in them as a platform because it's more of a retail experience than anything. Right. Good point. Good point. I, I would say you know another another great tool that Luna has over the others is they have Twitch. They have all the connections to yeah. Twitch. They have the the contracts yep. with streamers and everything. So as soon as they have a couple of good games on there that they want to push, it's going to be so easy for them to just promote it. Uh, which you know, Stadia has like YouTube integration, but you know they don't really have like major game streamers to really push their service. And with Twitch, that would be just that that that's 
to me that's that's Luna's secret weapon. Mm. So would you they say just, they just don't have ahead. the they just don't have the oh sorry they I was no, just gonna don't. say to go along with what Ben was saying they just don't have the game yet to go to do that to because yeah. that's the that's the one thing I always when I heard about Aunt Luna when they were talking about that is that it was directly it was going to be directly integrated with Twitch. Well, you get the right game that that takes it a whole other step, especially with that integration feature. Right. right. And, and they're still in beta, to be fair. Once they're yeah, out of exactly. beta and they have yeah, a couple of good of games, all it takes is one or two good games to bring everybody to the service. Yeah. True. Yeah, I think that there's probably a massive bidding war going on behind the scenes yeah. that I'm not aware of <laughs> with like Stadia, Luna, yeah. and all of these services oh, yeah. who are like, we want Call of Duty first, yeah. or we want this game first. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, you look at YouTube, YouTube's the home of the Call of Duty League. Yeah. So if they could say, hey, this next round of the Call of Duty League, jump on Stadia, play, whoever comes in first place gets thrown into the tourney. Um, yeah. There's there's that different oh, that, side that of esports. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's probably a massive bidding war going on for experiences <laughs> like this that Twitch and YouTube allow. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, for sure. Cool, cool. Anyone else want to add to the Luna news and the cancellation of Lord of the Rings from the Amazon first party studio? I, I would say one final, like just to more like directly answer your question of what you're you're asking about online versus single player yeah. campaign and what they should yep. focus on. Mm-hmm. And and as Bryant was saying, it is difficult to produce these online all the time in these big MMO type games. And we've seen them trying to really push that style, like you've said. And maybe and there we, we've seen a huge push for campaign and story driven games over the past couple of years. It used to be they were saying they were dead, but they weren't anywhere near dead. And now People are craving those experiences. So I think you would be right in saying they do need to focus some on some single-player campaign experiences, not just all online. True. Chief, well, I see you quiet, man. You're scaring <laughs> me, man. What do you think about it? You shut me down. <laughs> I'm quiet. Um, yeah, I think we'll start with the... Um... The whole Luna Studio thing. I think this is completely separate. This has got absolutely nothing to do with Luna, Lord of the Rings game. The Lord of the Rings thing was hyped up way before Luna was even a thing. I think they've realized that New World has cost them an absolute fortune and is a proper MMO RPG. So trying to do it again for Lord of the Rings and licensing and the ridiculous amount of fanboys that were following that game on Reddit that are probably going to burn down in flames now. So I would steer well clear of that place right for a while. <laughs> but I think because New World is Amazon's MMORPG, they don't want to split hairs. So I have a feeling that they've shut that game down to put all the resources into New World, which is already delayed. And, you know, if it comes out, I think New World's going to be a great thing. If they get it on Luna, fantastic. But Again, I'm not keeping my hopes up there because it's already been however long in development. So if they're going to port it to Luna, that means more delays and more money wasted. What Ben said, I think there's another point to the whole Twitch stream integration with Luna that is the secret weapon. And it's kind of what Brian was touching on there is things like Call of Duty, Valorant, all these games that we don't see on the other platforms that are huge streamer games, I don't think Luna cares for first-party games. I don't think Amazon cares for first-party games. Why would they? They make an absolute killing off of other people's games. So what's going to be better to promote your service? 
a game that nobody's ever heard of that you've developed when you've got a really poor reputation of making games. Sorry, Amazon. It's not looking good right now. Or you can come and play Call of Duty Warzone on our platform and it's integrated with our streamers. Oh, and if you release a game, by the way, we'll just tell all of our top streamers to just go and stream it directly. And now you've got 100 million people with eyes on your game. Or you can go to Stadia with their five people. Now, that's going to be the draw of people of getting games to their service. Now, if our favorite Duncan was here, content is king. They've got the user base. Well, not the user base. They've got the streamer base. And as Brian said, they've also got the shop store. So, you know, if you say, put it on Luna, we'll give you a pound for every time somebody streams your game or whatever as part of the subscription, who's going to buy it? Yeah, Pay 60 quid now, play now. You know, yeah. That's an awesome model. And by the way, we've put it in front of 100 million people on our streaming platform, and they can also dive in directly from the stream. I think that's Luna's secret weapon that we're yet to see, mm. if they can pull it off. And we've seen yeah. poor execution of integration of these systems before, so wait and see. Yeah. I think what Brian said about bid and war is happening that we're not aware of is, is so, so true. I mean, I I think all these companies, Game Pass is, you know, Microsoft showcasing the numbers, 17 million. It's probably higher than that. Now you have Google, right, and Stadia with the YouTube integration. You have that. You have Amazon with, hey, right, we can promote you on Twitch, right, if you stream our game, if it's out on Amazon Luna. So I feel like all these companies have something to fall back on. And um, yeah, I think it's it's crazy what we're not seeing. I mean, the GTA Five deal um, for Game Pass. I mean, we heard about it on Monday last week or two weeks ago, and they released on Thursday. Like I was saying last episode, there's probably a lot of that going negotiations going on that we're not even seeing. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy, but exciting. Well, and but the yeah, other side crazy. of it too, to to kind of jump on that content side is right. you have Xbox, right? Xbox has this partnership with Facebook that we're all waiting to see mm-hmm. um, what that turns into. And according to what the partnership says is that you'll be scrolling through your Facebook feed and there'll be a streamer or an ad for a game mm-hmm. that's, and it'll say play on xCloud now and you press it and boom, uh, you're instantly brought into the game. So yeah. Um, it's going to be a very, very exciting time in the world. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good stuff happening all around for sure. All right, anyone else for Luna? If not, we're going to hop on to GeForce Now. All right, we're moving on. So GeForce Now, as you guys know, every Thursday they update us with their news. And this week we got that 15 games were coming to the GeForce Now platform. And uh, I'm curious to know what y'all thoughts are in these games um if you guys know me i always say gfus now is struggling with something i call week week meaning <laughs> for the last what six going into seven weeks now i feel like their weekly release of games has been lackluster um and this week is okay it's okay i'll give them that but the the games that were released for this week 
or Nigate Tell. Don't know if I'm saying that right. AO Tennis 2. Again, the God of Sports game. So shout out Beholder 2, Far Cry 2. And that's Epic Game Store Outriders from Epic, Postal 4 from Steam, Shelters from Steam, Shio from Steam, Tomb Raider 4, The Last Revelation, Steam, Torchlight, Torchlight 3, Trine, uh, in Enchanted Edition, I don't know if I'm saying this game right, Vigil or Vigil, The Longest Night, Werewolf, The Apocalypse, and yes, your grace. Those are the games that was released for the GeForce Now platform. But then to add to that, they updated some games with RTX support, which first being Mortal Shell, and then some other games got DLSS support as well. So overall, I would say this was a solid week for them, but still not that impressed with the game selection. But let's hear from the panel. What's y'all's take on the GeForce Now news for this week? Let's start with Holtz. There's no way in hell I'm going to sit there and look at this list and ever say this was a great list. I'm, of course, I'm going to say. Thank you. Of course, I'm going to look at this list and think to myself, this is the 11th, 12th week I've been saying this, and I'm not skitting the platform, but I thought to myself, okay, you're giving rewards away. What rewards are you giving away? Discounts? Free games with your partnership? Now an armor set. I'm like, okay. What games you're offering with RTX? Is it, are you going to bring um, Saints Row the Third Remastered? Is it, are you working with Outriders? No, you're bringing Mortal Shell. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, I know it's a Souls-like game, exploration, it looks great, but there was games that I want GeForce Now to push with the developers to get RTX-like um, graphics. And then going on to the games, when I seen them, I was going, Indie, Indie, Early Access, Early Access, Early Access, huh? a narrative story. A narrative comic, and I thought to myself, this is not a week that I could actually back any of them games yeah. at all. Okay. I mean, I know there's going to be some there for everyone, but to me, I just thought this is not what I was jumping on the platform for. So this is not a solid week when no, it comes to okay. not at all. I think this yeah. is. I think this is probably one of the weakest weeks I've seen of of all the wow. weakest weeks that I've said. Wow. See, I, I I feel the opposite. I feel like while it's not a great week. It's better than anything we've seen in like the last like eight to ten weeks, maybe. No, because we because we had like stuff like Outriders. We had we had big huge games. Yeah, out, like Outriders, Outriders was everywhere at the same time, so it's not like that was unexpected. Like, there's not like like I want to see. We're talking about wanting GeForce now to add things that are not on the front of our minds, like surprises okay. with some good games. But once again, it was like the announced again another game, Far Cry Two. I was like, it was already on the platform via Steam and <laughs> That's Ubisoft That's Connect. We yeah. stopped filling games out. That's early access, and it was okay. already on the platform before. <laughs> and I was like, That's, That's fair. Okay, all right. So let's hear from Bet. What's it? What's he taking these games, man? Um, I mean, like, like I said, the the only one that I was semi excited for was Postal Four because I just bought it and I was like, oh, now I can uninstall it from my computer because I don't need it on there. But uh, you know, like everyone else said, it's early access, and I already know that there are issues with it because when I played it, when I had it installed via Steam, there's moments where you'll be in the gameplay and it crashes on you, and it, the same exact thing happens on um, on GeForce Now. It's the same thing. It's no different. Um, but otherwise, it's it is. I mean, you know, Far Cry Two. I'm not going to get excited for that. I have Ubisoft Plus, so it's already in my catalog on GeForce now. It's like, and the rest of them, they're either stuff that I've never heard of, or it's just, it's it, like, 
I think they could have done better, and I think people are just expecting them to get a lot of the games that they had prior to when they when they were still beta. And I think that's what the the hope has been. Like, well, if you can get these, why can't you just get everything else? Because I remember when I was using it, and you could play like Mafia Three, you know, all the Mafia stuff and NBA and things like that. And I think that standard is still people still have that are still hoping that that standard's going to come back and they're going to get that. And you get disappointed when you see a lineup like this, you know, for some older games and, you know, and you get, yeah, some of them might be fun, but I don't know. I don't think this was, this didn't bring a wow factor to me. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jerry, let's hear from you, man. What's what's your take on these games coming to the platform this week and also the features? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to me GFN really gets some back and forth and uh, even in comments, I see people for this week that are really happy thinking, you know, calling this a strong week for GeForce now. And I'm also seeing comments of people that, you know, trash GFN don't like it, you know, more games that I don't want to play. It's, it's difficult, especially this time of year, uh, when people say GeForce Now doesn't get any AAA games, they do. They they got Cyberpunk, they got Outriders, they got every Ubisoft title in the fall. They've gotten a ton of releases that uh, I just feel like it's like every week somebody wants to see something. And especially for March, there wasn't really any games to get. I wanted to see Kingdom Hearts come. It didn't, but it was never announced to anyways. Uh, it's it's cloud is just an interesting thing right now and i still think geforce now caters much better to the pc gamers i get a lot more comments from pc gamers saying this is great these are more the games i have in my library that you know i can either uninstall or i can play elsewhere or on mobile and then i have people from my community that prefer cloud as their main platform they only play cloud so this is weak this is not good for them it's not the kind of games they're wanting to play so it's it's really divided in in who's going to be happy and not happy with this Always bringing more features like DLSS and RTX and that kind of stuff is great. But uh, I can't say any cloud platform this week, if I'm just looking at this week, did great at all anyway. Uh, you know, Stadia brought nothing, Luna brought nothing, and GeForce brought nothing if I really want to look at it that way. Um, but they'll continue to bring 10 to 15 games a week. They'll go over 500 games by the end of the year and hopefully get all the a lot of the AAA games going forward like they have, like Hitman, like Cyberpunk, like the Ubisoft games, but we do need to see more. Um, and I've told people, stop looking backwards. Those old games aren't coming back. It's going to be very rare. It's probably not going to happen. We're just going to need to look at what comes out in the future if they get the games or not. But GCP, they're not old games, because when you look back on, on the ones I've mentioned, I mentioned Command & Conquer Remastered. I mentioned Rome Total War Remastered. And they were big, huge games in my library back as a as a PC game, and people go, "Oh, not the PC games." And like, these were games that defined a generation. And I'm like, I can name loads of games that are more newish than the ones that they're bringing out. Absolutely, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. And I think a lot of that, and I could be off, but I still think a ton of the issues with getting these games on the cloud are either developers feeling uncomfortable about performance or having the games on cloud yet because it is still really, really new. It's still a, a niche thing right now. And, or also that they're hanging back to see, okay, cloud's starting to take off. What kind of deals are going to be coming down the road? What kind of negotiations? And they might be holding off for, to see where their games might be able to go for a little bit of money. So it's hard to tell. And it's just, it's, it's strange on all the cloud platforms right now, to be honest with you, with what games they're getting, what they're not getting. And I still think we're going to see a ton of fragmentation over the next three years. And it's going to become like freaking TV apps where we're subscribing to every company when we want to play their game. I swear it's coming. We're not going to have stadium 
Duty at GeForce Now, NextCloud, we're going to have every publisher and developer. You want to play Call of Duty, you got to sign into your Activision account and play, pay for cloud. You want, to, you want to play Ubisoft games, you're going to pay for it over there. I still think we're going to head down the road that it's going to become like cord cutting, and we're going to eventually be paying every company to stream their freaking game. You're not going to have single platforms or services. So this is just the beginning. It's a little bit messy. Hmm. Good to know. Thanks. Thanks for your feedback. Let's check in with Brian and what's your take on this? Yeah. Um, you know, admittedly I get painted as being an optimist way too many times. And, uh, I, I guess I just subscribe to the fact that, you know, any week where we get a new game that we didn't have previously, uh, is better than others. I, I guess GeForce now is a little differently because you have to, buy the game on steam or the epic game store to be able to kind of stream it from that perspective but i mean i look at this list and granted yes it doesn't have any like you know bangers that are on there but these are also games that are good fillers that if someone new is looking at geforce and trying to figure out what's going uh trine is a fantastic game uh really do love that game um, and then torchlight's a beloved series man uh even though that's indie titles those are still series that people open up the the available list when they're looking you know what can i play and see those and that might convince somebody to you know say oh i have that game i can i can stream that as well so yes it's not um big games but i, I think there's some still you know some still kind of gems in this list right here okay fair enough yeah absolutely ben you kind of hopped in i uh, didn't know if you had more to say um on this list <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to point out also that, you know, the Torchlight games are very popular. Trine, uh, Werewolf is as kind of a following as well. Far Cry is old. You know, Outriders was already on there. Uh, but, you know, there's Tomb Raider. So there are some good games. And, and AO Tennis, they need more sports games on GeForce now. There's not a lot of those. That, that, that those, That's kind of the reason why I was saying that it's, it's one of the better weeks in the last couple of months. It's still not a great week, but it's definitely an improvement in my in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, the only game on there that makes me mad is Werewolf the Apocalypse because I tried that game and I had zero fun playing that game. So is it I just, bad? What, like, I played the most recent one that released on uh, like PlayStation, PlayStation 5 and all that type of stuff. And I was just like, can I refund this game? I was just so mad about it. I was just like, this... <laughs> I've heard I've heard it gets boring for a lot of people after about forty five minutes. It just it just gets kind of repetitive. Yeah, but the concept is fantastic because yeah. like you can jump in between being a human and a werewolf, and you can just oh. ravage people and rip their heads off and do crazy stuff like that. But um, just didn't live up to to the hype for me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, don't know anything about this game, but yeah, okay. yeah they had a newer one, which yeah. Uh, kind of got the same reviews. It looked really good on paper, but then when people started playing with it, it was a bit lackluster. But oh. I, I just find the whole argument here. You know, I see it week after week. You know, GeForce now, Indie now. You know, fifteen games, or it's another rubbish week for GeForce now. So, hang on, have we forgotten? You know what platforms we're covering here, and you know, Stadia brought two games, Luna brought one game. You know, xCloud had an awesome week with six. You know, GeForce now is piling 15. The six touch control ones. Oh, touch control. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's not even adding any new games, right? Apart from if you want to count the 100 PC games, which was pretty good. But anyway, we'll put that to uh, the side. The, the touch <laughs> controls that they added for those games, there, there were some good games to have touch controls on. Like, yeah. Kazooie, and brilliant. Ones. 
That's a great one but to have. What I'm saying is, you know, we're saying that it's a rubbish week because GeForce Now is bringing games that nobody cares about, but they added 15. Other platforms added one or two games yeah. that a lot of people don't really care about. So it's quite funny to me still that you know we do treat GeForce Now so differently to the other platforms because they're expecting we're expecting more and you know as ben said you know or sorry jerry said there hasn't been any big game releases as of late apart from outriders which is there it's their day and date so um, i do feel like we're probably bashing geforce now a bit more Yes, they get a lot of indie games, but a lot of people play indie games, you know? They have you big followings. The list, they have huge followings, Torchlight 3. No. I know I mean, they're not the games that you want to play, but... Well, and when you compare it to platform, consoles, right? Like, yeah. we, on the Nerf Report, we occasionally talk about, like, what game released this week. So I constantly have Metacritic open looking at what games release. And on the console side, Nintendo received 35 games this week. Insane. Um, PlayStation received two. Xbox received zero. So just for comparison, I mean, that's kind of where I'm like, hey, man, 12 games. Yeah. You know, I didn't have 12 games last week. I got them now. So yeah. kudos to the platform. But I'm always, I'm always the type of guy that always picks quality over quantity. I'm never one of them people that go, well, hey, look at me. I've accessed <laughs> my Steam library. That I, play- I never played these games on my Steam library. Got yeah. them in a humble bundle, and now they're on GeForce now. I pick the quality. And when you say, oh, well, indie people like indies, but that's the same as when like like said Ben goes, well, this is a Stadia mobile game. But I don't say, well, people like mobiles. It's a mobile game. We have a say I have a certain standard what I want off this service, especially at that price tag, the new price tag I have and their partnerships they work with. So I do have expectations off them. Well, and I think but that again, the other side of it oh go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say, you know, you complained about them bringing early access games. Actually, I think that's a really good thing. You are getting the ability to dive into early access games. Well, at, at, at this rate, they should have put at this rate. They should have put Outriders and um, Cyberpunk as early access then as well, because these games are <laughs> well, broken. We're all complained well, that I, it breaks generations, and now here we are. We should clap well, for buggy games. Yeah, and I think, like I said, like we said, you know, I think the biggest issue with GeForce now is they're held to a different stint because of all the games that were available at one point and now. It's, they're gone. Yeah, you know, the library yeah. was was slashed in half. I think that's what kind of hurt hurt them at at the beginning. But you know, now that as you see the games they get and what they had before working on there, and that that to me is is kind of like that's well, if you try to compare what you what you're no, adding the indie titles to like you know when you could play NBA 2K no, on my, there and my, stuff like that. Mine's not what they lost. Mine is what they're not adding with their partnership storefronts. I named loads of games. I probably named about 12 big games that were in the top 10 Steam libraries in February, March, April, and people go, oh, it's a slow month. Yeah, in certain games, but there's yeah. loads of games that I feel that they could have brought to the platform yeah. and it would have been huge. Yeah, so, I guess the only gripe uh, that I take with kind of the the indie used as like a dirty word is that there's <laughs> so many studios that qualify as indie. Like we sure. talked about Call of the Sea coming to Luna. That technically That's is an indie, indie yeah. game. Um, you know, not every indie game is going to be shovelware. Not every indie game is going to be uh, a, a terrible platform. I mean, or I mean, at- look, look at Rust. Look at you know. Yeah. Player unknown uh, battlegrounds. Uh, uh, um, I mean, there there are so many indie developers out there that are putting maybe not AAA quality games out, but still good quality games out there. 
Yeah, and that, that's, that's true. But if you look at like in this list, if you look at Shio, that two D yeah. action platform, you're going to look at that and go, "Yes, that is my definition of indie." Yeah, and that's what I'm, I feel a lot of these games are. True. I'm gonna be a little petty, guys, because I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I have a hard time with GeForce Now's list. Because there used to be a time when another company was putting out certain amount of games, and we kept hearing the argument of, you know. This company needs more quality over quantity. And I said, all right, let's revisit this when this company, GeForce Now, starts doing the same. And so that's that's kind of where my <laughs> argument is right here. Y'all give Stadia a hard as heck time when they were pulling all these games out. Y'all was like, oh, no, it's not about the numbers. This game sucks. Like, I'm not going to play these games. It's going to go on pro. So and here we are with GeForce Now. No, here we are with GeForce Now doing the same exact thing. And yeah. I would say lately, Stadia's been pulling out bangers. And we're talking about Judgment coming next, you know, next week. We're talking about Re- they might not even get Resident Evil with GeForce Now. Let's talk about that, right? So again, I'm gonna get petty because y'all have been under Stadia needs more quality games, and I feel like they've been killing it as of late. There's a demo of Resident Evil coming to Steam in a couple of weeks' time. We just don't know whether it's going to arrive. They're not going to get it, man. Let's be real. There's no Capcom game on GeForce now, man. You think all of a sudden we're going to see Resident Evil? I also think that at a certain point that Resident Evil is such a big game that, you know, they would have GeForce now would have been talking about it. That that's my only. They would have been, but they sure. didn't talk about Hitman beforehand. They just dropped it. Same thing with Avengers. They just dropped it. Like there was yeah. no but, talk about any of those games. There was Square Enix games previously in GeForce now. There's no Capcom game. So what? Like all of a sudden they're gonna get the biggest Capcom franchise of the year. Since Capcom left, I don't think they've been back to the platform yet. And Again, I don't think NVIDIA is going to pay the money to get this game on GeForce Now. So it, I really it, don't it's see a, it's this. It's a valid coming. argument. It's a valid argument. I yeah. mean, isn't isn't Kingdom Hearts Square Enix? It is Square Enix, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, Where and is that game? Yeah. It should be real. Right? Why is it not on Stadia? Uh, because that's why it's not on there. <laughs> keep Kingdom Hearts off Stadia. I don't need to buy it a seventh time. Right. <laughs> Just to touch on Ace's stuff yeah, a little bit, yeah. like the difference in like the numbers game for the for for the game releases and um, and everybody's arguments are so 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 valid. It's such an interesting conversation, but. When GeForce now drops a list of games, there's potential that already millions upon millions of people have access or own those games through PC over the years. When Stadia was dropping games, there was zero chance that anybody had already owned or had a huge player base for those games. And that's why it gets so hard when everyone starts to say GeForce Now this and Stadia this. I can't even compare GeForce Now to Stadia. To me, they're so far apart in what they are. I cannot compare them other than when they each have the same game, I can record it and put them next to each other and say, this is what they look like. But as far as services and platforms and what they have to offer, I really can't compare. And when you talk about the uh, the quality of Stadia games, I 100% agree that I don't even say that anymore. Back when we were originally covering this before last fall, I would say all the time Stadia needed the games. Fall came and they got them. Spring came and they got the games that were coming. So they're getting more of the quality games 
along with some of the other indie games. And I think that's great. But I also think that with the world moves so fast, GeForce Now also has gotten a lot, if not all of the biggest games with Outriders, Cyberpunk, Valheim, Dyson Sphere, a bunch of other games that they do get. And their, and their user base has grown to 10 million or more now. And they were 1 million a year ago when they came out of beta, a little over a year ago. So that compared to, say, the growth of Stadia or something and not a bash on them, is so different that even if someone doesn't agree with what they see, GeForce Now is doing something right to grow that fast, and it means that maybe more developers will start bringing their games there that we want to see because they got the user base. Hmm. Hold to see you now, then. No, I mean, I've said this. I think what's actually driving this, uh, you can't bash GeForce Now player base, but I think what's actually driving the service is definitely free-to-play games. I think that's Mm -hmm. what's pushing it. Sure. so yeah, even when you mentioned company that, and all the yeah, big games, they have 84, 85 free to play games right but now. I, I'm not seeing people run out and say, could, is the 10 million people playing Outriders on GeForce now? I don't think so. I can see a lot of them playing on the free sub on free free to play games. That's what well, I'm and I think to kind of piggyback on what you guys are saying is if you look at what Rogue Company, Valheim and all these games have in common is that streaming side where you have content creators out there playing it. So sure. from a viewer perspective, it's like, man, I really like what Dr. Lupo or what whoever is playing this game is doing it. I can just play it on my phone thanks to GeForce Now. I don't have to have a, a gigantic rig. So um, I, I definitely think that that's a big part of it. One of the things um, that was brought up that I thought is really interesting, and this is something I've been taking away with the comparison of the platforms, is really the only two that are comparable are kind of Xbox Game Pass and Luna. You know, Stadia, GeForce, Xbox, and 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 Luna kind of all have their own little niche of you know what they're offering in the market. And I think that's kind of, it's interesting. And it's going to be kind of really cool to see how that begins to kind of spread apart and develop true true hey guys I'm gonna, be... in, I'm gonna hop in here i'm, I'm gonna hop off because right, you know, go I, I got stuff i gotta do but i'll catch yeah. you guys later oh cool that's fun all right um, yeah so go ahead Chief. it's come up in the chat so i'm gonna dive on it um <laughs> turret man gaming no one thing that geforce now has been doing is keeping things up to date and this has been something that I'm seeing more and more not happening on Stadia. And it's really starting to worry me. And Outriders has got to be the worst example of this that I've seen today. They have, for the last two weeks, said we'll fix it next week. And not, essentially. And they've just put the same response out again today that they'll fix Stadia next week. So they've had... A lot more attention on PC and Xbox and console, especially console, because you know it's part of Game Pass. That's where their priorities lie. But we've also seen it with FIFA. We've seen it now with Outriders. I'm really concerned with Resident Evil and what this port's going to look like. I know we're going to come onto that a bit more later, but you no know, Stadia. The whole thing about no downloads, no updates. No, did they actually mean that no updates means that they're not going to update the game? Oh, I don't gosh. think that's quite the way that they wanted Jeez. to build it. So, no, Outriders is quite broken on Stadia right now. So there was a ton of people that really peed off with it being broken at launch on uh, console and PC. That's all stable now. It's working absolutely you know, brilliantly. So, that's all died down, but Stadia's still been left high and dry. All right, so define broken, because like I said, I picked the game up 
last I mean I I watched your comparison and I saw what you're talking about but I picked the game up again I haven't been game for a while but I picked it up and I had a freaking enjoyable experience man um like I was able to find people it's running smooth I left it at 10 80 60 no 4k so I didn't test that part of things but to me I was like yo the game is playable enough for me to have a decent experience with it well, right. bugs can be user specific, can't they? So chiefs could be getting bugs that you might not encounter. That's true. I just want to know what when you say broken, though, what are you saying? The cutscenes, the, the pop in, the you know, broken missions. Stadia suffers from all of the bugs that PC had because it's the PC port. So all of those bugs are there, then they haven't been fixed. The worst is the pop in and the cutscenes. I think. It just made it completely unplayable when I played it on Sadia. I played it on GeForce Now. I played it on PC. Looking at Stadia, it was just awful. And you say that that's looking great. Great. Don't look at it on any other platform. Because <laughs> I think that that's the issue bad. that you keep running into. And you have so many things to compare it to. And to you, it's just like... I, that's that might be a valid point, seriously, because I mean I tested GFS now and stating that's it. And to me I'm like, this is kind of on par with what we've seen in GFS now. So I don't know. Maybe that might be the issue. Maybe you should like you and Gary, <laughs> yo, both of you guys stop you testing on games. Par with man. GeForce now you're killing me. I did so it, much. It testing. was like Stadium I tried even close to now. GeForce now. You see, y'all, y'all, y'all need to stop comparing videos for like a week or two, man. Chief will never <laughs> stop. Our speak. head is literally plugged into the hardware. We never quit. Seriously, no. I, I still want a comparison of Call to see. So that's that's what we need going forward. I, I it's not going to be very exciting, but we can uh, do it. X Cloud versus Luna. No, that's been oh, everyone. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, cool. crossplay is still completely broken for Stadia. So is it? Yeah, yeah. You're only ever be playing though. with people playing on Stadia. Well, yeah. It, the problem with Outriders is it's such a co-op based game. You know, they, you can solo quite a lot. But if you want to stay at the higher world tiers, you need somebody with you because True. you will just True. get dropped. Yeah. So then would you say the issues that the game just is slow with the updates, right? Once it catches up to the PC or the console's updates, right? You would think the game would be as enjoyable because I think I remember in your review or comparison, you're saying it's still locked at 1.0, right? And if it, if it's updated to match what is available right now on current you know platforms, the game will be as good. It is enjoyable. It okay. certainly won't look as good because it just can't. Um, and I think we've already confirmed, you know, it's 4K 30. It's frame locked. So unless they remove that cap, it's never going to look anywhere near as nice on there as other platforms. And the 1080 60 at the moment can't even hold 60. So you know, hopefully the patches on there would mean that it could hold at least closer to 60 and that's one of the reasons why i say it's quite broken ace is you know it can't hold 1080 60 so there's some big problems there so Bro, if you're, i was, when I you're was playing, playing that games, game last and night and it was it, it was yeah. depends how far you've got but if you've hit some of the actual you know decent content that thing stutters all over the place it, it's really not pretty so we hope that they fix it this is all on the devs it's not stadia's fault this is definitely on the devs, but this is one of the problems that I have 
with the Stadia platform right now is that the devs aren't giving the games the attention, which is giving Stadia a bad name. Yeah. So, so I guess I got a question. I'm, I'm kind of out of touch of this whole story because I kind of gave up on Outriders. But um, <laughs> is uh, this like Cyberpunk where they brought in a third-party developer that People Can Fly did to make the game? Or is People Can Fly popping out updates for everybody? I think it's all people can fly. Okay. And yeah. So Roberto's reminded me. Yeah. You still can't no, turn motion blur off on Stadia. Yep. And yeah, motion blur just kills that game really badly. Yeah. But no. And to be fair, the yeah, Series X when the demo first eyes dropped checked, was bad. Guys, I need to get my eyes checked. Man. Like <laughs> the, way, the way you guys are talking about this, game, it seems like is it's. I mean, you. Know, I had a freaking great experience man like what am i what am i missing well and that's something that i always <laughs> talk about with people is that like you do have the sect of gamers who are like hey man it needs to be 4k 60 frames per second or I, or it's not fun or it has to be 120 frames per second but then you know i'm the type of gamer that's just like dude if you can make me escape for 20 minutes right. um and make me smile this is game of the year territory for me so <laughs> interesting I have an RTX video going up today to show you some later game content. So, Go. if you want Go. to keep enjoying Stadia, don't watch it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, so the, the RTX 3080, what, what monitor do I have to watch it on? Can I watch it on my <laughs> 720 phone? <laughs> yeah. You will still see the difference. That's the problem. Cool, cool. All right, so where where are we at with um, GeForce now? I, everyone said your piece yeah. in it. All right, we should move on to Stadia, right? We're on okay. it. Cool, cool. All right. All right, so two game. Really, so one of these games I'm actually, I haven't played it yet, but I really want to, right? That's a, a breakdancing game. What's it called? Floor Kid. Right? Yeah. Um, it, it looks fun. And it, it's a game that I keep telling myself I want to play 20 bucks, right? Released on Wednesday. And then Dark Sided Detective. I know there's a lot of controversy about this game. It was supposed to be a pro game. Duncan, if he was here, would probably bring this up again. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a pro game. It's in sale for $11.70. And the the joke is don't buy it because eventually we will see it. On, um, but the, I'm not excited about Dark Side Detective, but the breakdancing game kind of has my attention but just want to check in with you guys and see did these two games catch your interest and are you guys going to pick in any of them up so to get started that what's what's your take on these two games um floor kid floor kids to me it looks fun i i will i always say i you know just because it looks fun i'm not going to buy it but i end up buying everything that comes out on stadia for some weird reason um so i probably will end up getting i don't know if i'll play it that much my my biggest issue with that is as a content creator, the the music <laughs> because it's it's oh, a music game. Right. So yeah. you know, yeah, like I I don't know how they're gonna do that one. The other the dark side one, I'm gonna end up buying that. That I watched some other people playing that already, and it looks fun. Like it's it's got some different aspects of it that I that I as a gamer like. So that's a one that I would. Um, the the like I said, Floor Kids. It it looks interesting. I'm not a big musical game person, but I might give it a whirl just at least to try it out. Yeah, sounds. 
By the way, I'm still here, fellas. My camera <laughs> is, uh, loves to do this every once in a while, but just know I'm still here. I, I just thought you turned the lights out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's uh, check in with you, Holtz. What's he taking these two games? No, usually I, I actually buy games that even when people on the panel say it's going to pro, but these two games, I am nowhere. I'm not going to buy them. No. They're not for me at all. They're not for the family. I can recommend. I've just seen them and just thought to myself, no. So I'm just, yeah, definitely not going to play them. <laughs> I can tell as I was as I was talking, I could tell you. I could just I see was you like, shaking your head. I was like, point, point, dark side detective was like point and click. I was like, I'm not going to do that on a controller for one. And then I thought, oh, break dancing is not my jam. Not at all. Not at all. I won't even, I'll break a sweat just by watching it. So, just... Hilarious. Brian, what's your take on these two games, man? You know, we're at a point um, last year with Stadia where it was like any game that came out, I wanted. Um, And (laughs) as a Stadia gamer, we're privileged to be at a point where it's like, I have too many games um, to to play. So this is uh, this, unfortunately, is a week that I I took a hard pass on both these games. (laughs) Um, I'm interested in the the floor kids. I think that that could be a fun uh, content created you know, series, but um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm I'm holding off. You know, so we're not going to see the Bryant from the Nerf Report doing some break dancing online. <laughs> hey, hey, there is always there is always a dollar amount to every single video. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll all end up with break foot. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, what's he taking these two games? Oh my god, the break dancing. Um, <laughs> I really thought Holtz was a weekend breakdancer, so I am disappointed to find out it's not. <laughs> uh, the best thing about these two games being released is the conversation we're having about them. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's not that great. Uh, it's, it's, what, do you, what would they say? It's a weak week um, for Stadia. Uh, nothing, nothing there for me there. But to be fair, I did say last week that they had three strong weeks, and I thought they were doing sure. a killer job with the pro games, with the announcements, with some of the communications, uh, you know, they've hit us with the resident evil demo stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've been praising them lately, but of course, you know, everybody's going to have that kind of a week. And for me, this is one where it's like, I, I really don't care about these games coming out on there, but somebody's going to enjoy them. I hope, you know, if anyone on stage enjoys them. If, if even a couple of people do, that's great. So, well, I know Duncan was our um, Just Dance. He loves Just Dance. So that's what I was looking forward to this podcast. I was like, oh, I would, would love to see if Duncan can do this. <laughs> true, true. Chief, what's he taking these two games? Two games? Is that one? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, Dark Side Detective. Don't care. Like you said, point and click on a controller. Definitely not the optimal experience. Um, Floor Kids, I was quite tempted mainly to try and get my child away from Formula 1 2020 or Formula 1 on uh, Steam because he just spent most of his time crashing and getting really upset about it. So I I want a a game to draw him away from that and I think Floor Kids might do it. But then again, it's probably going to be on Pro (laughs) in a month or two's time. (laughs) I I would never trust any kids in front of the telly doing break dancing not at all if you said to the kids go ahead kids go and break dance in front of the telly your telly's going on the floor <laughs> true yeah i i i would i would say this this is not stadia's strongest week uh just just being real but again uh you know judgment resident evil games are coming pretty soon 
So this has me、um, really interested in the platform and what's to come. Yeah,、right? and I think if you look at the platform and kind of what's on the horizon, right?、Um, mm-hmm. First half of the year,、um, we have Stadia coming to Chromecast TV、um, or Google TV is is what we're being told.、Um, right. Arc Survival Evolved is. Coming to hopefully coming to pro、um, <laughs> within the next you know month or you know however long we're looking at for that, but you know there's definitely some bright spots in the future for、uh, kind of things to look forward to on the platform. Right, right, agreed, hundred percent. True. I'm still waiting for Ma- I'm still waiting for the Mafia trilogy on Stadia. Oh,、uh, you know. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who so, knows if that'll that ever make it? Mafia is really. I'm not、fun. holding my breath on it, so unfortunately.、Right. We'll see it. I think. I th- Rainbow Six is one that I'm. Oh my! That game needs to come like today.、Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Stadia needs some really good competitive. That's why I go on GeForce now to play Rogue. If Six was in Stadia with, hopefully, Stream Connect. Right? How sick would that be? But all right. So let's get into Resident Evil and Chief. This is one of the reasons why I wanted you on here. Right? So. <laughs> You first of all, kudos to them. We got a demo. I know y'all grilled them for not getting outriders, so kudos. We can sit here and say kudos. They got a demo, but let's talk about the resolution because that seems to be, I don't know. Like to okay to me personally, I think it's impressive the fact that Jerry, you've always said right, you can't play anything less than sixty FPS. So the fact that they tried. To bring this at 4K, I know it's not true 4K. It's upscaled, but again, it's 60, and we—I'm sure you guys are going to test the hell out of it. But just want to check in with you guys. I see Chief smiling. Check in with you guys to see what are your thoughts about. First of all, state again the support they want. Second of all, again the demo. Third of all. Again, trying to hit 4K 60 in this platform. So I'm gonna open it up to you, Jerry. What's what's he taking on this? Well, I think less people would care about that if so much 4K 60 hadn't been promised for so long. So every time this comes up now, it's like this sour taste.、Um, we have been getting dynamic resolution, dynamic 4K, upscaled 4K from. Consoles and and gaming for some time. It's it's not a new thing. I feel like we're frames are more important. They're they're、yeah. going to be more important no matter what the game going forward. Sixty and more, especially competitive. But I'd rather be ten eighty p sixty than four k thirty any day. I don't personally have a big problem with the dynamic and four k upscaling if it's done right and if the sixty holds. <clears throat> If it creates、uh, performance issues and stutters because it's not switching dynamically properly, and you're getting these huge spikes,、uh, there's going to be issue, and that's why Chief said he is waiting to see and is concerned about the performance of Village on Stadia because we've seen games run super good and we've seen games run horribly. So it's it's hard to tell. The whole resolution wars they didn't mean anything to me in 2013 when Xbox One was 900p and PlayStation 4 was 1080p. I didn't really matter. My my console and my TV upscaled all that anyway to 4K and sitting 12 feet away didn't really make a big difference to me. You're going to notice these things if you're right there at your 4K monitor, right there at your TV more than anywhere else. I know some people that literally can see the dynamic switching. 
when they're playing games, when they're that close to their monitor, and I have to really struggle, like, really? And and catch it. But I'm not as concerned as most people, but it has to hold 60. It has to look crispy. And if the 1080p looks and runs better than the 4K60, then I'm going to have more issue with it. But it's also going to be hard, too, because we're going to be judging this on the demo a little bit, and then the game's going to come out. And I hate that because we're going to do all this work with this hour access that we have. I know Chief will be on there getting all his stuff recorded. I'll be trying to do stuff. And then, like, a few days later, the game's going to come out. And we're going to be like, well, yeah. we got to do all that again. And so that kind of sucks. But, yeah, I, I'm not super concerned about the resolution, but i got to see the performance and the frames that stick with that dynamic resolution. And, and how high? Does it ever hit 4K? Does dynamic 4K just mean they try and never get there? Because Series X, it's like 1945p on outriders and it's 4k dynamic so we got to see so let me ask you this question then uh, how would you grade the resident evil 7 port do you feel like that's a decent enough port well they were shooting for 4k and didn't get there uh most reports are like 1200p to 1400p it, they do try to hold the 60 but i've played the game a good bit to test it out and while it does hold it sometimes there are times it does not um yeah the anti-aliasing sharpening in that game like the, her eyelashes look like she took this thick white eyeliner and just just put it on and then they just traced out the rest of the game with with all the sharpening i have a huge issue with all of that white outline on everything like if you look at my comparison of luna 1080p 60 to stadia's 4k well streamed 4k 60 1440p base that they're trying to hit for that game uh it just doesn't look as good to me it's crisper it's clearer on stadia um but the actual graphics of the game and the sharpening and stuff they i i think they could patch it i think they could fix it to be honest with you it's it's just too much for me it's distracting uh when i play on stadia but um it does tend to hold the frame rate pretty well but they yeah. didn't hit the resolution they wanted and that that sharpening's got to go they, they got to get something going on with that Dag, this was another game that i put on and i was like yo this game runs so so good to say so good at stadiums. I swear it's like I'm missing something, but you're not a I big get PC it. I get console it, gamer though. Like true, you know, I, I chief with the thirty eighty. Uh, you know, I have the twenty sixty still that needs the upgrade, but it still does beautiful ultra yeah. set. I can still you know run great settings and everything. Um, yeah. you're not really into all of that. So like for people like me or chief, we would never probably cloud game as our only gaming. You know, but, uh, you know, but if you're looking at it and you haven't played on anything else, it's going to be a great experience. So when you see people say, oh, my God, Resident Evil for me on Stadia was amazing. Well, guess yep. what? That's great. And I'm glad it's amazing. It means you didn't play it on PC and you didn't play it anywhere else. And that's yep. why. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But it's going to be different depending on what kind of gamer you've always been when you jump into cloud. It's kind of like the argument when it comes to music, right? Where people are vinyl fans mm -hmm. or they're digital fans or um, they like what's it, the tube amps that cost like two grand or something like that yeah. to experience it. I think that gaming is kind of going through something similar where right. you have a, people who are perfectly fine listening to music on Spotify, but then you have that other side that it's like, no, we want the, the most clear, the crisp, original sound that we can get. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of the conversation that I think, I'm, I'm, at least that's what I'm taking from this conversation. Right, right. Yeah, no, we're going to be closer to you buying, you listening to your Spotify music through a 50-pound speaker that yeah, you but, bought at the shop met, versus like Sonos. We've mentioned this before because I don't my display, I don't care for like high frame rates, like refresh rates that actually monitors have. I'm the type of person that goes, well, at least my panel's got peak brightness and great high, def, yeah. high, high definition 
range. And I'm like, yeah. so if stage, if the stage at Resident Evil 8 looks got amazing HDR and upscale 4K, I, of course I'm going to say that game looks good. Yeah, that's I. I Holtz, we get along so well, man. I, I so I should like move my my screen closer to you and move Chiefs and Jerry's closer because I think we think alike. That's that's how I am too. Like we, we should show them the HDR peak brightness and they can show us the FPS. Yeah, yeah, I have it. I got yeah, the sixty five inch peak brightness oh, HDR man. right here. My I even say this in the videos, right? When I play it on my TV, 4K Chromecast Ultra, I think, damn, this looks really good. And then I'll put it on my computer to do the editing and go, oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Interesting. the TV shows so much difference to PC monitors. And if you game on a PC monitor, even 1080, it could be perfect 1080 quality on Stadia or any other system but you will notice that it's being streamed very quickly and clearly versus a local version. And Mm. that's where you'll see PC gamers go, it doesn't look great, and we got all these issues. But if you go and play it on your Chromecast, on your 4K TV sat four feet away, it's going to look great. But if you put it on your monitor, even at 1080, you are not going to see anything near as good. And that's always been my hang-up with Stadia, is I can't play it on Chrome. A lot of the time, I will try and wait and go and play it on my TV because if I play it on Chrome, I just think this looks horrendous, and you know, so, that's with any game. So none none of us are going to do a comparison on mobile Resident Evil Eight stage in mobile. <laughs> just just yeah, it'll look great on that, uh, but yeah, on PC yeah. monitors, it and really doesn't that, look great. And that's a good point by Chief too, because a lot of people don't realize that even their cheapest of TVs they're buying these days, 4K, they are doing things with the cpus with the hardware they are messing with your image they're enhancing the image i don't care what 4k tv you have it's happening and with pc gaming monitors ain't none of that happening and we're running at like one millisecond latency and that's why you're dying in call of duty and rogue when we're playing against you listen <laughs> I, as far I, as the... I love you guys but you guys are too technical man <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> just put the game on and, and enjoy the game so, yeah. just open up yeah go and play it on chrome right uh go and play it on your tv use stadia switching and just start it in your chrome browser right? stay exactly where you are and walk from your tv to your monitor and you'll go oh that's all you need to do now as far I as guess resident I evil guess for me, the... i just don't do that i just i just play the game <laughs> just a gamer so i just <laughs> pc gamers will naturally play on pc because that's the norm for them and that's where you see that yeah. such divide because we can't get to our tvs well and i guess for me i don't really do a whole lot of like even with like stadia like i have x i can do geforce now i can do stadia i can do all this on my tv but i tend to like everything i do is on my computer so um but i just i just i don't really look at the technical i used to when i was younger i used to and you know and i just kind of got out of doing all of that because i never i couldn't keep up with the hardware to keep making everything look really nice so i just gave up and i was just like i'm just gonna play the games i don't really care anymore if it runs then i'm happy if it doesn't run then i'm not playing it (laughs) that's how i I look at it now but this game is going to define the service for me this year bringing capcom resident evil 8 day and date to stage it is a big thing to me if i play it and it's broken or i see like the frame drops the frame rates drop really bad then I'm, i'll be complaining a lot this game is going to make the service for me this year well, um, and that's the thing that, that i've got oh, go ahead 
Oh no! Is I was just gonna say I. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, ben. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I. I was just gonna say um, that that was my thing. Like like comparing with um, Resident Evil to Stadia. I said the same thing about. I know everybody was excited with like MLB the Show coming to Xbox, but I said if there is the slightest issue on whether it's the console version or the X Cloud version, doesn't matter. The slightest issue, people are just gonna riot. You know, go crazy with. Um, complaining like you have it has to be because it's the first time that's been on the platform it'll be no different like i could see that if if there's any issue whatsoever with resident evil on a day and date like that the slightest bug is going to be up there's just going to be severe so much uproar people are just going to be up in arms and we already saw look at look what happened with um the early access to the show with people on hitting twitter and all of the issues that were that were popping up i mean granted it was early but that to me that's they're they're the same thing. You have a big big title game come to a platform, one issue can make or break that game. Well, and I think that this is something I'm talking about on tomorrow's show. Um, so spoiler alert to anybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, essentially, it, it's kind of cool because we're starting to see Stadia's mo right. Um, they're launching day and date with Resident Evil along with PlayStation, Xbox, PC, everywhere else. Um, they're trying to repeat the success that they they, they saw with Cyberpunk by Cyberpunk, offering yeah. that same package. Yeah. And when the resolution came out, the comparison, Stadia outperformed the PlayStation 4, not the Pro, the PlayStation 4, um, and the Xbox One, um, which are still primarily the more popular consoles of that generation yes the xbox one x did well but the s and the original xbox one sold more than the x and the pro didn't sell nearly the same amount of numbers as the playstation 4 the the storm that we're seeing here in that stadia could capitalize on is it's really hard to find a playstation 5 and an xbox series x still. so if stadia can really hit that standard and say hey can't find a playstation 5 but you want to have that experience Buy it on our service, and we're yeah. going to send you a Chromecast where you can stream it at 4K on your TV. That's yeah. the niche that Stadia could start having some success throughout the year. And yeah. if that's what their MO is going to be, dude, yeah. I'm in. Like, let's yeah. let's go. Yeah. When I heard about, uh, sorry, Chief. Uh, when the, <laughs> last minute, sorry. When I heard about Outriders, <laughs> right? When they were promoting it, right? The whole same day release, getting it at um, 4K, right? 60, I know, 4K30, if you want to call it that, but giving you the different modes of performance and visual, and then also adding Stadia features like Stream Can I, I was like going for it, right? This should be like the standard, same day release, adding Stadia features and making it the best version uh, quality and performance-wise that they can. That can definitely draw some crowds from people who can afford or find a next-gen console for sure. But Chief, let's give you the floor, man. I know you, you so, probably have a lot. Outriders is one of the reasons why I'm really nervous about Resident Evil. is because Outriders should have been the next cyberpunk for Stadia. And it wasn't. It was far, far from it. It's not a great experience if that's what you were looking for. Now, Resident Evil, they've released the resolutions across all the systems. And this is the other thing that's got me nervous is they're pushing 4K60 with dynamic res, uh, frame rate, right, on Stadia? Yeah. Not going to happen. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X have got kind of dynamic resolution, but it's 4K 
capped at 45 frames per second. So it's getting better than 30, but they can't hit 60. So if the Series X and PlayStation 5 can't hit 60, Stadia's got That's... no hope. The 45 is with ray tracing on, though. It's 60 with ray oh, sorry, tracing yes. off. I just, 60 yeah. with off. But with ray tracing on, it's capped at 45. So if they can't push 4K60 with ray tracing, Stadia has no hope of hitting 4K60 without ray tracing. But again, we're having a conversation of the, there's a sect of gamers where that matters. Um, but then there's also hey, I just want an experience that's better than my PlayStation 4 or my Xbox One. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think right. when I look at that list, I think that that's a, you know, I, I think you're guaranteed to have a better resolution and experience if you're streaming that locally because I think streaming is a little complicated with stuff like that. So, the, yeah, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox. But at the same time, hey, there's two narratives there. It's hard to find a PlayStation 5, and also you got to go shill out 500 bucks. Um to, to get that, yeah, or you agreed. buy it on Stadia and you can play it on Chrome and they'll send you a free Chromecast. Well, that's HDR what I mean. They need to set expectations. Don't say 4K60 when it's not going to be able to hit. That. But they put so, note, they put specifically put note 4K upscale during dynamic resolution. Right. Where's mean, the HDR? Yeah, Is there no, no HDR, HDR for this game on Stadia? That's disappointing. That's yeah, been no confirmed. Boom. Okay. So you know, PlayStation 4, there's 4K30 and 1080-60 as well. So that's, you know, what they're going to be aiming for. But again, you know, that's what they pushed for well, the, the same PlayStation 4 is 900p, outriders. right? PlayStation uh, or you yeah, Pro? 900p. Yeah. Pro. Uh, yeah. Now, Pro is 4K HDR 30 FPS for mm-hmm. the PlayStation 4. Yeah. But how, so how again, many, lowering the bar. Like, they have two PlayStation 4 Pros here. So oh, one set to high. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Carry on. The high res mode. Yeah. So they obviously tried to do the same thing with Outriders, with the high res and the performance mode. But again, they couldn't hit those figures even with the high performance mode and things like that. So that's why I'm really nervous about Resident Evil because Resident Evil has far more eyes on it than Outriders did, even though I think that Resident Evil is a far more niche game. I would have thought that Outriders actually had more wide appeal, but obviously Capcom and Resident Evil has a massive following. And here's the problem. If, if this game comes out well-optimized for Stadia, any game going forward after this game, we're going to look at the developers and say, why can Capcom do it and you can't? And yeah. so it's going to put a lot of pressure going forward on our expectations. Well, it's going to it, it's going to set a standard. Yeah, it, they're going to have that. That's going to be the new standard to like every well, game. Doom already set that standard. Why can't everything run as good as Doom? I mean, Doom looked True. and ran fantastic, and we've not seen any game hit that kind of standard since. Now, Outriders should have been that game. Because you know they've had all the experience of all the Tomb Raiders and Final Fantasy and all that on the platform, so it's not even like it was a new title for them, and I, it yeah. wasn't. So yeah. you know, all eyes on Capcom for this. One. I th- I think you have to look at the devs too. I mean, again, someone brought it up. I think last podcast, but Square Enix ports have not been the greatest in Stadia with Marvel's The Avengers, right? And then you look at EA. I would say EA is is doing better um, with the ports with Star Wars. And then you saw what we got with Madden and FIFA. I would say those were excellent ports. 
And from what we've seen with Resident Evil 7, I would go as far as to say that was a solid port, right? And so I, to me, I'm just going to say this. If they can match the performance quality from Resident Evil 7, I'll take that and I'll be happy. Um, I, I thought that, grand, that game ran well and looked great and it felt great running. So to me, that's my standard. Um, but I know y'all... Um, you know, for that week, you guys should just like uh, uh, not do any comparison. <laughs> just get just get in the stadium and enjoy the stadium. stadium and then next you know, week, right? Just compare it on the yeah, other. Tell yeah, you. But, but that's unfair. That's unfair, Because then Chief and TTP can say, "Well, next week you do the comparisons, and then come back to us a week later. We'll take a break. We'll play games, oh, and you man. do the comparisons." Right, right. No, but. Well, and I think it's important to kind of remember is that, like, I don't think that this is going to be a cyberpunk moment for Stadia because yeah. cyberpunk came out unbelievably broken yeah, uh, on right. other platforms. Historically right. speaking, Resident Evil games on PlayStation, Xbox, there, there's no, there's very well. little issues. Oh. Um, so I think that this is really going to come down to, number one, um, how Stadia paints that narrative. For me, the reason I'm buying it on Stadia instead of my PlayStation 5 is I, I just don't want to have to deal with the install and putting it on my hard drive and playing that same old dance. Um, that's the main reason I'm picking it up on Stadia. Plus, I get a free Chromecast, I guess. But yeah. And a controller. Yeah, exactly. Like, one more. To, yeah. One more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one more to add to the collection, right? right. Yeah. right. <laughs> but cool. So let's let's move on. We still got but, some. But go just ahead. quickly, I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to stay away from the demo because I put a tweet out to them Stadia because they said it, and I just said, well, "What demo is it? Is it the castle demo or is it is it the full finished game?" And he just said, "Please speak to Capcom." I was like, "Oh, you haven't so told the way us that which, which Capcom demo it said it is there's a there's as I'm understanding it is there's one demo and then inside of it you have the castle and the village. So there's two separate areas you can explore." That was the way that I understood it. So when you're when you're going into the de- demo, you can go explore the village section, or you can explore the uh, the castle. So I think it's going to be the same demo that everyone else is getting, but you have to choose what you want to do within that allotted sixty minutes of time. Yeah, and they don't even release at the exact same time the castle mm-hmm. and the village. There's, yeah. there's different schedules for them. Yeah, and also PlayStation gets it two weeks ahead of everybody else. Right? PlayStation got it this weekend, right? Yeah, they got it. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, but the other thing that Again, it's it's more down to the marketing, but also what hidden messages are behind this. Is if you look at all the demo times, Stadia is not listed. So, what version is it getting? Is it getting the PlayStation version? Is it getting the Xbox version or the Steam version? Because under the times that are, it you know, because PlayStation has its own time window, Xbox has its own time window, Steam has its own time window. What time window is the uh, Stadia actually under? Because it's not on their website. It's on their website as it's going to be on demo, but the times for Stadia don't exist there. So that's one of the other things that you know I'm a little bit concerned about is what version of the game is it actually going to be? Is it a very specific one and they, they don't want to give us a time window? We just got to go off of what Stadia is kind of telling us from the side. Why is it not on their main site? Well, and I guess the other side to to close out this narrative on Resident Evil is to remember Stadia paid some serious Serious money for this game to run. Uh, I think what was the number? A hundred million dollars for seven and eight to come to the platform. 
Um, so if you think about it from that perspective, Capcom really needs to come to the plate because it's like, dude, we paid you a hundred million dollars to bring this game. Um, <laughs> yeah. and this is what we this got. This better be the greatest game. This better be the greatest game you that you got that has ever been made. Yeah. <laughs> the money that they shall know. I, yeah. I think if Duncan was here, he'll say, I think one of the requirements of this deal was to make it 4K 60. Right? Yeah. So, so that's what the leak said is the leak yeah. actually had certain requirements that they right. had to hit in right. order to, to get paid out the full hundred million yeah or 10 million 10 million yeah yeah thank you um cool cool so let's let's move on uh thank you guys wow a lot of input for resident evil and stated but well it's it's almost here so we'll we'll see and again chief and uh jerry take a week off that week um and enjoy <laughs> enjoy it and stay but let's go to uh x cloud um touch controls came to how many games five six games um good games right so we have battle chases night war double dragon uh wreckfest overcooked 2 killer queen black and banjo kazooie all got touch uh control support and then we got one game and i promised ben before he left that i gonna display this game he wants me to show it to you guys it's called rain on your parade but apparently he's enjoying this game so we'll do a little trailer but just want to check in with the panel members. What are your thoughts on this game, uh, this game coming, and then also the touch control support for xCloud? So to get started with that, that what's your take on, on these games? Uh, I think I think we kind of touched on it early on, but the the touch control for like something like Banjo Kazooie is is pretty good. Right. Um, it's just, it, it gets better. I didn't. I, I don't have xCloud. I don't have Game Pass, so I don't usually dive into any of that stuff. Um, but I think with like Double Dragon, that's going to be another good one to add on with with just any. I like the game, anyways. Um, I played it. I've played that one plenty of times on PlayStation and Xbox. So, but to do it with touch control is is I think it's easier to, for people that use play games on mobile. I don't really know because I don't do I don't do a lot of like the console stuff on my phone, so I'm not really one that's going to be able to give a great opinion on something like that. But it it's good to see that they're starting to roll more things out like that, yeah. more uh, options for control, how you can play your game. True, true. You know, I'm wondering uh, if you, you guys are not familiar with Microsoft, but they make a device called the Surface uh, Surface Duo, and it's like a smartphone that has two screens. And lately they updated it to where it pretty much becomes like a Nintendo DS to where in one screen you can see the screen and then the bottom layer is the controls touch controls so i wonder like if this is something that they're trying to do to like market that device as like a portable um handheld x cloud but anyway uh quite interesting it would, it would be yeah that would definitely be interesting i was always intrigued by the surface duo when microsoft came out with it and then when i saw the specs yeah and the the intrigue went and the intrigue yeah. and, and enthusiasm went away real fast right because i was just like oh i love microsoft you got my hopes up again just like you had with windows windows 10 phones and then Sure enough, you you just crushed them. True, true. <laughs> so. So, yeah, let's check in with Jerry. What what what's he taking this this news for X Cloud this week? Yeah, X Cloud's doing the uh, the best work with 
purposely made touch controls for their games. And what I like also seeing is they're not just doing them for Xbox exclusives that aren't ever going to leave the service. That's they're true. also spending the time to do it for games that have time contracts. You're and right. that shows really good support to those developers and to the gamers. And once again, Xbox continues to be super consumer focused and gamer friendly and uh, and treating developers really good. So that's why we're seeing them do so well right now. But yeah, it's it's a great thing to see the touch controls come. They're not generic. I've really uh, liked that. The duo update was great. Uh, you don't have to cover your screen. That's my thing with touch controls. I hate when your <laughs> thumbs are, you know, you're hitting the screen. Even even when they're purposely made, I just, it's it's annoying. I'm not a big mobile gamer anyways. Um, but no, I think it's great. And I like the support that it shows uh, for everybody there. True. Brian, what's your take on these touch control games and the one game? I mean, that game looks fun. <laughs> um, I was distracted by like all the different animations and blowing yeah. up people and raining <laughs> on them. And it just looks super destructive. But um, I think Xbox, um, you know, this is something I've been thinking personally, but I, I think if you were to break 2021 um, at this point and ask yourself who's having the best year, um, yeah. I think in many ways, Xbox is is kind of leading the pack. And a lot of that has to do with, them acquiring bethesda but um i I see them making the right steps and um you know adding touch controls to these games is a a great step and and i got to assume that this is just a becoming a feature that they have internally that developers can just hit the switch button um and it allows them to kind of operate that and uh i think what's key for xcloud in the future is to allow me to stream um games that i buy i think that that's just kind of the obvious next step and what i'd like to see from the platform yeah once that happens man i think man it's performance get the performance up and then be able to play pretty much any game you buy from the store on and the the thing too is that like you know i think they're still stuck at 720p um which if you think about it from a mobile phone perspective that I don't really care if a game is at 4k on my mobile screen. Um, But when they're starting to talk about having TV dongles or moving to, you know, web browsers or stuff like that, that's where I think you need to start getting into the the, the 4ks and the piece of stuff like that. Well, I think the biggest thing for XCloud they just need to to get is the 1080 is upping it to 1080p. Cause I mean, like you said, 4k, how many people are, are, you know, really concerned about 4k on their phone? Um, You know, if I was, using xcloud that's the least of my concern i would much rather see 1080p be the next phase before i would could care less you know on a phone like if, if, if it was a you know a tv app i would there's no way i would question I, obviously i would want it in 4k but for a phone i don't see that the, the, i think the next thing they need to do is they really need to get it especially if you're getting more and more big time games you definitely need to get that up to the 1080p standard true true yeah Hopefully we see that soon. We saw the PC test app that it pulled pulled down, right? So hopefully we know yeah. they're working on that. So we'll see. How about you, Holtz? What's your take on these five, six games for Touch and the one game? Well, of course, I love the idea of bringing more Touch compatible to games on mobile, but I don't play on mobile. I play on a larger tablet, which I classify as my mobile device. So I'm going to look absolutely <laughs> stupid holding this big device up like that going, trying to play these games so to me it's not practical in how i play cloud gaming yeah you know now that you said that i wonder if they're trying to like target the mobile because again we talked about how big mobile is right mobile gaming so i wonder if they're trying to who knows how they're going to market this but imagine like six months down the line they're like all right play x cloud games on your mobile device 
instead of like playing, you know, watered down <laughs> mobile games, you can actually play like you know console quality games with touch controls type deal. Well, actually, so hold on, I'm gonna go grab something while you guys are on this topic yeah. because yeah, <laughs> the, the, perfect, the perfect device I ever played was called the Xperia Play, and that oh, that was like Sony. Yeah, it, it slid off the, the the screen slid off the case and actually yep. provided like a small form factor yep. um, control layout, and that was amazing. That was and good. It's a shame that no one's actually bringing that out these days to yeah. actually promote cloud and mobile yeah. together. They have these Chinese companies, um, GDP and uh, I forgot the other one, but they're trying to make something similar to that where it's a screen and has uh, controllers attached to it um, but and keyboard and all that stuff. But, okay. So if I could yeah. jump in real quick, yeah. um, you know, we're talking about mobile gaming and, and controls. Um, personally, my experience has been that like cloud gaming touch support, like on Stadia and xCloud, it doesn't feel like the same as when you're using like PUBG mobile. And this is actually a controller that got sent to me for PUBG mobile. Um, these are gun triggers right here. And this button is where your fire button would be. So when you're pressing it, it's actually (laughs) giving you... Which is completely wow. unnecessary. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but it looks well, cool. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. That's cool. Huh. Chief, what's your take on these news, man? First of all, I didn't care for Rain on your parade. But now I've seen that, I'm actually quite intrigued. Okay. Um, I was going to say, Ben <laughs> might be upset, dear. I, I was going to say, don't rain on our parade. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as far as mobile gaming is concerned, you know, I'm a primarily a PC gamer, so playing on a little tiny screen really doesn't interest me very much. Having the touch screen controls for some of those fun little time waster games definitely a huge bonus. And I think the hu- the big bonus that Xbox have got is all their games support the Xbox One controller, right? So it's quite easy for them to map that controller to some custom layouts for those and we've seen some really good implementations of those custom layouts for the two or three buttons that you actually only need for that game so they're well optimized for you know being able to play them as far as them you know consistently doing that i think it shows that they are are investing the time and money and effort in their cloud infrastructure and mobile gaming now i would love to see it hit on ios and we definitely want that 1080 increment for tablets i think you do notice that 720 a bit more on tablets whereas on normal phones even you know the new iphone 12 pro i can't really tell that it's a 720 you know, upscaled image because my phone is so small but on tablet i think you would notice that and on pc we definitely notice that so i think that is definitely the next iteration i do just love what xbox are doing they're slowly rolling out extra features nobody expected or asked for custom touch controls for mobile games but they've gone and done it as a nice value add now i'm not sure whether it's a recent addition or i just missed it but cloud now has its own section on uh, the newswire site i'm sure it wasn't there last week so they are putting cloud now front and center alongside all of their other offerings so i can see now i don't think it's I can't remember the word. Um, The fact that all of our beta codes for the PC test app stopped working after an update, I don't think was an issue with popularity. Microsoft have 
got a history, if you actually look back, of leaking codes, leaking things for wider tests, unofficial tests. They just don't turn codes off as a general thing because they take the feedback behind the scenes. It's very well done. If you want to look back at the history, especially on Windows, there are so many cracked versions of Windows out there that they could just turn off, but they don't because they want you using it. And they want you using it because they can get that data. So I think with iOS 14.5 due literally any week, and I have a feeling it's going to be next week, looking at their beta things, those codes stopped working because something else is coming. So I'm very excited to see what happens in the next few weeks, especially once iOS 14.5 drops. So yeah. I think we're in for a treat. But In in that video they did, sorry, uh, they said it's coming very, very, very soon. Three varies means it's got to be here like in no time, right? So I think you might be onto something there for sure. Cool. All right, let's hit up the shadow news. Um, not a lot of time, but I did want to cover that. And I'm, I'm just, didn't study it much. Hellmonkey did the video, but I know Jerry covered it too. So I'm going to refer this to you. Update the panel, update the viewers on what the hell is going on with this company. What I said is what's going on is we're still kind of waiting to see what's going on. <laughs> um, we, we know we're down to the two bids. We know it's in the court. We know we know the judge is going to make his or her decision on can a bid be accepted? And if so, what bid's that going to be? Uh, for some positivity to the shadow community, it has continued to be communicated that anybody that buys shadow at this point does want to continue the service. But that could change. Um, and we also don't know what that means. Uh, we don't know. Uh, most people predict price increases because the company hasn't been profitable. And the last number I heard is they need 800,000 subscribers as a minimum to be profitable. Whoa. So, yeah, um, there's still a lot up in the air that we don't know. I think April 30th or a few days after, that's like the deadline when the decision is going to be made. We're going to have actual more realistic news as to who who's buying if anyone and then what's that that vision look like and if they are going to continue shadow are they going to dump enough money in to get these freaking activations caught up for people that are even waiting till 2022 right now right. are they going to get uh shadow boost upgraded in some form or another because it's dying fast even the g we used to just say the cpu was the problem well we're getting to the point where the gpu is a problem and the storage is a huge issue and games are getting bigger um, while i think the other two tiers can survive a little bit boost needs serious attention the activations need caught up so to me there's still a lot up in the air but i'm trying to stay positive because so many people want to see this survive so hopefully they find a way to true i'm still here y'all still here he's gone <laughs> But no, thank you for that update. Um, and it's good to hear at least they have two potential people interested in. And from what I'm hearing, right, and their goal is to keep things the same. So they're not going to take Shadow at its current form and turn it into just like a, a Virgil PC for Enterprise, right? They want to continue the gaming aspect of it. So that tells us that hopefully they'll continue to push, right? Again, better graphics card. I want to hear it cheap because my faith. Yeah, go ahead. There. <laughs> I'm going to be the negative one here. Do and it. I think oh, boy. Sh Shadow's dead. In two oh, weeks' time. Oh, my goodness, it's, it's Chief. Either, it's either completely gone 
or it's going to be a, a shadow of its former self. To, yeah, to the no the, way. What, they have the two, two companies that are bidding. Yeah, they have two interested buyers in the tech. They have no interest in the consumer market. No, that's not what that's the article right. said. No, that article doesn't say. Really, it does not. That is PR speak of, uh, you know, they have said since the beginning, and this wording is the one that tells me that it's a start of a new era, one that does not entail anything that we have done to date. It's a new chapter, not consumer. So I think just be wary, be prepared for the worst, because you know, when companies like this get bought out, they're all fine up until the signature hits the dotted line, and then the truth comes out. Because they didn't want to scare anybody. They didn't want to scare the buyers. They didn't want to scare the money that they've got coming in at the moment that's just about keeping them afloat and giving them their worth. If they came out a month ago saying, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, um, you know, we haven't been profitable for the last five years. We're, we're going bankrupt and you know, hopefully somebody buys us and bails us out and everybody cancels the service. They're now worthless. Nobody's going to buy them regardless. So, you know, the tech is going to be picked up for scraps from the administration agency. They have been on autopilot trying to keep everybody calm and happy. And in two weeks' time, that's when the real news will hit. Holt, I see shaking your head. No, I, no, I totally agree with Chief because that, that's all, what my biggest fear was either one, they go bankrupt, or two, they force me with a price increase that I'm not willing to pay for a subscription for the yeah. quality that I'm getting. So, and I, yeah. I, 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 I wanted to leave two months ago or six weeks ago, but I thought I'll stick in here, stick in. They took two more payments off, but this, I, I have to make a decision quick on how this is going. I can't go it to is good, Patrick. We can't fault it. Shadow has got the best Shadow's virtual got the, PC tech out Hands there. down. Hands down. But it's going to be sad. And I think Dun- yeah, Duncan was saying like last week too, how many people are dependent on this, right? Being the only consoles. Like imagine students, right? Using this to do the school. Imagine like business people using this to run the business. I know Duncan was saying he uses this to stream, right? So... Yeah, and Mark, right? Before he became, he, this literally was his tool for editing, uploading his videos and all. So it, it's going to be... The reason why nobody else has replicated this, because they are yeah. bleeding money. It's not profitable. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's our shadow update. Um, again, uh, thank you, Jerry, for updating the people uh, with that news. But let's uh, close this out. Give members a chance to uh, just let people know where you can find them and what they do. So to get start uh, started, uh, Jerry, where can people find you, sir? And what do you do? Yeah, at Game Tech Planet on Twitter and YouTube, Cloud Console and PC. I try to do daily videos, though it's difficult. And me and Chief apparently compare too much. <laughs> You do? No. Uh, That's our job. Bet, what do you do, Sam? Where can people find you? Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter and YouTube, StadiaVet Gaming. Um, As you can see by all the advertisements behind me, I do a little of everything. Um, Stadia, PlayStation Now. uh, Well, I will dive into the Xbox game streaming when they have an app or web-based version, whatever that may be. GeForce Now and Luna, whichever side it's on. 
Um, so, and then I'm on the Stadium Bash Community Network on Tuesdays and Fridays, and Cloud Station TV on Wednesdays. So, so tell people more about the Stadium uh, Bash Network. I think that's pretty interesting. What's going on um, there? Basic the Stadium Bash Community Network is that we have like 40 plus streamers that stream. Um, an hour, they have hour time slots. It's literally, it's like a television network. It was, that was the idea around it. And it's Monday through Friday. We have, we have people from the U S Belgium. Uh, we've got a streamer from Germany, a lot of UK streamers. Um, there it's just all over and it's all stadia specific content that we stream. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Definitely check that out for sure. Check out vet man. Awesome guy for sure. Thank you for being here, vet. How about you, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. Brian, what do you do and where can people find you? Yeah, uh, people can find me on YouTube at The Nerf Report. Um, Trying to pop pop out. I think it's two videos a day at this point, which is a little overwhelming. But um, yeah, gaming news, cloud gaming news, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Luna, Stadia, whatever you want. We pretty much cover it there. Um, And then on Twitter, uh, my name's right there, Bryant Chappelle. Um, Yeah, hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. Great, amazing content creator, man. If you guys Thank haven't you. checked Appreciate him out, that. yeah. Good Thank stuff you. for sure. Um, check him out. Check him out. Also, just to let you, I'll add you, Vet, in the description below. Yeah. Brian, you on there because it's so last minute, uh, but I'll add you there. But everyone on here, you can find the links in the description below. Right. So, Holtz, what do you do, sir, and where can people find you? So I'm just a cloud enthusiast, and you should get me on Holtz86 on Twitter. Come and say hi, or you know, have a debate, or tell me what games you like, and let's go from there. Cool, cool. <laughs> and we had Ben here. Uh, uh, you can find him, again, li- uh, links in the description. He pretty much is on everyone's um, uh, Discord, and he he's a cool guy. Check him out. And then we have Gamer TV, who's going to be a new guest in the panel starting next week. His link, I think, is in the description. If not, I'll add it. And then Mark, as you guys know, his stuff is in there as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Chief, do you, do you want to plug in? Apparently, I make too many comparisons. And now you know why I generally am not on the podcast. <laughs> so look, that, that, that's two comparisons already we've had since you said it. <laughs> oh man but yeah no seriously appreciate the work that you and jerry do man it's a lot man they have you guys seriously like have it takes like what two three sometimes five hours for you guys to get all the footage that you need and the breakdowns ridiculous but you guys are dedicated so that's why that's why i stick to gameplay that's that's why I just I just I just stream games. That's all. That's it's well, way easier for me to do that. Well, with their with their comparisons over multiple devices, they should be masters at these games by now. So. <laughs> true, oh, true. But um, yeah, Ace, can I say one, one more quick thing? Sure. Yeah. Um. So for everybody watching Friday, if you tune into my channel, um, the Stadia Bass Community Network, it's at seven PM Central. We have a major announcement that we'll be making. Um, nice. But I'm not not a uh, the, I'm not a privileged. Um, I don't have a high enough classification to give out any more details. But just stay tuned in because it will. It is a nice groundbreaking um, announcement that we'll be dropping. That's He's awesome. getting a tattoo, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll tweet that out too. Just uh, when that goes live, um, but Brett, I will get the, the tattoo. Li- I will be. The, I will live stream that the, when you live stream playing uh, doing some break dancing. 
Oh, there oh, you go. That's happening now. It's happening now. That's, that's awesome. That's an easy, that's an easy solution for me. But, man, good stuff. Oh. Good conversation. Appreciate having you members on here for sure. Awesome panel today. And for the viewers, appreciate you guys watching. We'll be back next week. We don't have a guest yet, and I might not be here. Um, And if I'm not here, either Chief or Monkey, I know I'm putting you... <laughs> <laughs> Putting you a blast, Chief. Buddy, the Chief of Monkey is probably going to continue it. But appreciate you guys. Thank you for watching. And we'll catch you guys next Saturday. Until next time, peace out.